The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Storytelling inspires, engages, and moves people to action. It's a superpower that anyone can learn. Welcome to Story Powered with your host, Leanne Pico. Stories can hold you back, and stories can move you forward. Let our program help you activate your storytelling superpower and take your business to the next level. Now, here is Leanne Pico. Hello, and welcome to Story Powered. I'm Leanne Pico, your host. I'm so glad you could be here today. It's going to be a good one. Um, So, as you might know, and I talked about it last week on, on the show, my philosophy around story is it goes beyond um, the storytelling kind of communications marketing stuff we do. It's it's also that our internal stories are just as important to look at and to adjust as as the stories that we tell others because our internal stories are often the thing that's driving us, our behavior, the stories that we do tell, and our and how we communicate. And the internal story we're going to deal with today is one of our most challenging. It's our busy story, and it's a popular one these days. We all like to talk about how darn busy we are. So, um, but before we get busy with that, I'm sorry, I had to do it. Sorry for the pun. (laughs) I want to say a really big thank you to my guest host last week. It was Chris Cooper, and his radio show is the Business Elevation Show. It's on the Voice America Network amazing show. I've learned lots about running a business with him. And I was so, so delighted that Chris would come and guest host for me because I was launching my new online story community, the Story Powered Institute. And I was also talking about my philosophy around story powered. So um, a lot of people have asked, what does story powered mean to me? Because we all, like I say, we create our own stories about things. So I was so, so happy to be able to share that story. And also, um, like I said, I I, um, just really appreciated Chris's support in helping me launch my new my new thing so thank you to Chris and um, it was so fun being a guest on my own show so just to let you know you know you go and check it out on the on-demand library if you haven't had a chance you get to hear a little bit more from me than usual because normally I'm I'm the one asking the questions so I was in the hot seat and uh, I shared a bit of my story as well as um, some stuff around uh, the importance of of the kind of the the movement between internal stories, personal stories, professional stories, organizational stories, and I would even throw world stories in there. So anyway, check it out, but not right now. Don't go anywhere. Today, I have the privilege of chatting with Kate Hanley, who will be helping us to look at our busy story, and she will be helping us to shift it for a healthier and more productive approach to work and life. So, and I have to tell you, this cannot come at a better time. It's, uh, we just had Thanksgiving here in Canada, and um I after my big launch, I decided to take a couple of days off and pay attention to my child <laughs> for the first time in a little while, I think he felt like. Um, so we took a, like three days off and went off on a little holiday. And, um, and so then all of a sudden, it's Tuesday morning, 
and I feel very busy today and uh, I was a little bit stressed. So I'm sure a lot of you in Canada are feeling similar. Um, and also, you know, for those folks, Tuesday morning is just the same as Monday morning for, for a lot of us entrepreneurs. So anyway, so looking forward to talking with Kate today about that. And um, we'll be able to, um, you know, really dig down into what it means to us to be busy, possibly, and also look at some techniques and strategies for shifting that story. So lots of lots to talk about. Um, We have mindset coach and author Kate Hanley, who helps busy people do more of the stuff that matters and stop stressing about the stuff that doesn't. That sounds so good right now. Um, Kate is the author of Year of Daily Calm, which is just coming out um, on December 29th. And um, but you can pre-order that on Amazon, and she's also the author of the Anywhere Anytime Chill Guide. I'm I'm sure you've heard of that, and if not, go check it out. Um, she's also the Mind Body Blogger for Acacia TV, and you can visit her at MsMindBody.com. So Kate is Ms. Mind Body. Welcome, Kate, to Story Powered. Thank you so much for having me. Delighted so to glad to have you here. Like I said, it's a timely visit for me today. A timely chat. <laughs> So tell us well, more about States, you and your... Too. Pardon? Sorry. Well, in the States, too, it was a three-day weekend, so I'm definitely feeling your Tuesday morning. Is this Monday oh. morning? Am I behind? I think a lot of us are feeling that south of the border. I did well. not know that. What holiday was it? Uh, Columbus Day. Columbus celebrating. Day. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, you guys get a, more holidays than us. We do. It's well-timed. It was well-timed. Beautiful. Very well-timed. That's true. But but tell us a little bit about you and your story and and, uh, how you you got to being Ms. Mind Body. Okay. Well, thank you for asking. Um, I love that you care about stories, and I love hearing you talk about the internal stories that we tell ourselves, because there was one story that I told myself. Um, I loved hearing you. I just love hearing myself be introduced to to hear you say I'm a mindset coach and an author because I was thinking about how those were two things that I never imagined that I would ever be um, in no way, shape, or form, like never dreamed of it. So I'd love to share the story of how I got here. Um, growing up, I absolutely loved to write. You know, I was always, I remember I had uh, contributing poems to the paper and short story contests and essay contests, like you name it. I just was jazzed to be writing, but I never, ever, even once considered that I could make a living as a writer, you know? So when I graduated from college, when I finally finished my schooling, even though I had done all these creative writing classes and I and worked for the literary uh, magazine at my college, I got a job as an editorial assistant at a publishing company because I figured that that was probably the very closest that I would ever come to being a writer was to work for a publishing company. Right. Um, and it's a real job, I guess, was, too, right? Yeah, yeah, a real job. Yeah, I figured yeah. if I had to get a real job, I wanted to be reading and writing, but I never really thought that I could be the one whose like name would be on the, um, you know, on the outside of the book. Uh, <laughs> and the problem with being an editorial assistant at a publishing company is that you make no, you really make so little money. I was making seven fifty an hour, and this was in San Francisco was not enough money to live on. And so I got another job in the early morning because in San Francisco, a lot of um, financial, there were a lot of financial firms and they all work on East Coast time. So they start work at 5.30 in the morning. So I would get up, go to my first job from 5.30 to 7.30 in the morning and then start my editorial assistant job at 8 o'clock and work at that job, you know, work at that full-time job till 5 p.m. And even though I was excited that I was working in a field 
that I was, you know, interested in, I really felt like I was in school. I mean, talk about a busy story. I felt like I had no time for anything. <laughs> um, and so I was up late one night watching TV, which is a really bad idea when you have to be at work at 5.30 the next morning. But I was young, and I was trying to distract myself from the fact that I had to go, you know, work two jobs the next morning. And I was flipping through the channels, and I ran across the movie Midnight Express, uh, which I don't know if you've seen. But yes, a long time ago, though. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's an oldie. Oh. It's um, kind of a classic. It's about a young American man who goes on vacation in Turkey and he gets this brilliant idea to sneak drugs out of the country and his socks and he gets stopped on the way to the plane and thrown into Turkish prison, right? So I was kind of feeling like I was in jail in my job and he was in Turkish prison and so it totally like hooked me. I was like, oh, I under- I know how that guy feels to some extent. I mean, I was uh, over-exaggerating, but... <laughs> As we do when we're young. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Again, I was young. And there was one scene in that movie where the, he and his cellmate, are have, they have their shirts off, which I admit was very helpful in capturing my attention because they're attractive <laughs> young men. And the sun is like streaming through the window with the bars on it, and they're doing sun salutations, which is one of the you know fundamental movements of yoga, which I had never seen before, had never laid eyes on before. I did not know what they were doing. There's no dialogue. They were just moving. They were doing down dog, up dog, you know, chaturanga, all these yoga moves. And the look on their face was that they were free, you know, in their minds, they were not in jail. And I was like, what is that? (laughs) If that can help them with their Turkish prison existence, maybe it can help me in my working two jobs existence. And so I really wanted to check out yoga, some kind of bad, but the only, this was in the early 90s, the only time there was a yoga class at my gym, and I was a big gym rat at the time, was at 2.30 on Tuesday afternoon, and I couldn't go because I was at work. I was too busy working, and so for two years, I never went to yoga, but part of me never forgot because two years later, I went on vacation. I loaned my car to a friend while I went out of town so that I wouldn't get parking tickets while I was gone, and he driving my car was rear-ended, and my car was totaled by an airport shuttle van driver. And I got a check for $11,000 because it wasn't my fault. Thank God nobody was hurt. I mean, it was a victimless accident. But I got that check in the mail from my insurance company for $11,000, and I quit my job. And the first thing I did was went to yoga class. Oh, wow. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. I mean, it was amazing. It was, I mean... You know, I think that we can kind of, we'll get back to this later, but I think that we sort of feel like the only way out of our busy story is to have yeah. some sort of like dramatic life-changing event or I have to quit the job or I have to like totally change everything about my life. Well, that sort of happened. I didn't really have a choice. I did have a choice. My car was totaled, but then I decided to change my life. And then I created a little bit of an opening for yoga. And so I continued to work and just sneak out at lunchtime now that the Yoga was becoming more popular. There were more options available. I used to use that to help me deal with the stresses of I continued to work in editorial jobs. I ended up moving to New York City. I worked for this internet startup company, iVillage. Um, and, you know, yoga was gradually, though, taking up more and more of my attention and just more of my priorities. And then finally, after 10 years of working, I quit my job at iVillage, which I loved and had been amazing to me, to go do my yoga teacher training. And I did a year-long yoga teacher training. This is a long story, but I promise I'm getting to the <laughs> I'm getting to the part where I become a writer because in that year-long time of 
being on my yoga mat, getting quiet, and hearing what I, was really true for me, which I had never really done before because I'd always been so busy, like, working so hard, was that I, what I really wanted to be was a writer. And so when I finished up my yoga teacher training, that's when I launched my website, Ms. Mind Body. That's when I started pitching magazines. That's when I started working on my book proposal for the Anywhere, Anytime Chill Guide. It all stemmed from allowing myself that chance to get quiet. And it was lovely because I was young, right? And again, I kind of could totally change my life and I quit my job and I went to do a yoga teacher training. But then I had two kids in two years and all of a sudden I couldn't really change my life dramatically anymore. Like we needed to pay the bills. (laughs) I was married. We had a mortgage. We had two kids. I had been freelancing as a journalist for eight years and all of a sudden I was just feeling like I can't possibly keep my mind body practice going. I thought I felt I was too busy, right? Because now I not only had to take care of myself and my business, but these two creatures that were wholly dependent on me. And I, man, I really took that responsibility to heart. I was really knocking myself out, like making their baby food and rocking them to sleep. I was one of those moms who like rocked their children to sleep. Right. Um, (laughs) And so I thought that I was being really, really smart by saying, you know what, I know I've been doing this yoga stuff for 15 years now, but I'm just going to stop cold turkey and I'm going to free up so much time and my life is going to get so much better, which is just hilarious in hindsight because my life got so much worse when I didn't have that time to be quiet and just hear what I truly thought. You know, I started needing things like wine to take the edge off. I, I still believe in a glass of wine uh, to, I mean, I really do. It's not like I'm, um, you know, only drinking green juice necessarily, but I started drinking two glasses of wine to three glasses of wine just to take okay. my edge off. Downward spiral. <laughs> totally downward yeah. spiral because then yeah. it interrupted my sleep, which was already interrupted. Then I started like needing to eat more sugar and kind of crappy food to keep me going in the afternoons because I was super tired because I hadn't slept because I drank too much wine. And then I was really cranky. So I was picking fights with my husband. So my relationship was kind of getting rocky. Like uh, it, it, everything got so much worse. It was really hilarious. And yeah. how I've found my way out of that was that I finally realized that Every night, I sat in a quiet, dark room with my baby for 10 minutes while I nursed him before he went to sleep, and it occurred to me that I could meditate while I was there, and I did the most basic remedial meditation technique that I knew, which is to count your exhales, and you start again when you get to 10, and those were the tiny little hinges that me coming back to myself turned on. Um, All of a sudden, I didn't dread bedtime anymore. And when I came out from putting the kids down, I didn't need the wine. I could actually talk to my husband instead of like yell at him for not doing the dishes to my satisfaction. Yeah. It's kind of amazing how just a few minutes, you know, and just a little bit of intention could create such big dramatic changes in my life. And you know, it's funny because they say you teach what you need to learn. I mean, the Anywhere, Anytime Chill Guide, which I wrote when I was pregnant with my first child, was all about ways to take two or three minutes to do something good for yourself, a yoga pose or a meditation technique or a breathing technique, and how you didn't need to get to class in order to be able to like benefit from these ancient practices that have been helping people for thousands of years. But man, did I 
need it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Thank you. It's such a good story because, again, it's kind of because, you know, uh, when I'm glad you shared that with us because there's there's a point where um, – and, and, you know, because uh, I love story, obviously, but your story, you didn't, it, it's that thing about, um, usually the, it's the quitting the job, becoming a yoga instructor and writing a book, and I lived happily ever after. <laughs> mm, right. <laughs> That's the usual yes. story. And and so then it's hard for us, those of us who have more complicated lives, uh, or that we feel mm-hmm. like we were, to kind of resonate with some of the stuff. So I appreciate you also sharing that, you know, it comes in waves and phases, and that, um, and like you say, it, it's really about small things, but it is, it's the thing is, is, it's like you said, it's the mindset and it's the busy story that impedes us from tapping into those small things, isn't it? Oh, it really is. It really is. And it's kind of amazing when you start to just look at how the things that you tell yourself show up in your life in these very real and often unpleasant ways. I mean, they can be pleasant as well, but um, if you're not conscious of them, probably they're creating something that is more on the unpleasant side of the equation than the pleasant side of the equation. So, Well, and I appreciate you sharing because that's the piece around, you know, it, it impacts your your health, first of all, so that, like you say, we start drinking wine or we start eating crap and, and then it also starts I- impacting our relationships, mm-hmm. um, which is, you know, Again, it's kind of, um, it, it's challenging though when you're in it because you think it's the other person's fault all the <laughs> right. time, obviously, if it isn't their right. fault. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but you know, we, we have, so I, you know, it, it's interesting. One thing I did want to ask you, um, we've got yeah. about a minute to the break, but I'm wondering what was it in doing the yoga? Because we know, like lots of us know about yoga, but how did it make you feel? Like, what was it that kept right. you going? Well, the thing to me that is so powerful about yoga and breathing is, I mean, yes, it does help you sleep better. It can improve your flexibility and your strength. And I could go tick down, you know, a list of 10 physical and mental benefits. But to me, what is so amazing and like a tractor beam about it is that it helps you get quiet. You know, you're, you're, give your mind something to focus on just enough that the thoughts sort of settle down. They never truly go away. But all of a sudden, you can hear the whispers of wisdom that are always with us, that are coming from the heart, coming from your bones, you know, whatever you want to call it, your gut. Your wisdom lives in your body. And you just can't hear that when you're running around in your head thinking about all the things that you have to do. Okay, great. And so every single time you take... Okay. No, no, sorry. We're going to we're going to dig into a little bit a lot more about that in in just a second, because I think that that's I think that you've just hit on the very thing that impedes us in in uh, in producing a a healthier existence for ourselves. So so we're going to come back in just a second. Um, Just to let you know, everybody, that um, I kind of left you hanging at the beginning. So in terms of uh, my new online story community, you can find me there at storypower.institute. You can join as a story friend for free and check it out. Or you can join as a story fan, and it's I just have a little offer on right now for $15 a month. So come and hang out with me. But we will be back, and I'll be talking to Kate in a second um, uh, when we come back about more about getting ourselves out of our own way with that busy story. So we'll be back in just a sec. I'm Leanne Pico, and you're listening to Story Powered on the Voice America Business Channel. See you in a moment. to 
business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Activate and grow your storytelling superpower with Leanne Pico of Very Good Stories. Stories inspire, stories engage, and stories move people to action. It's pretty powerful stuff. Story coach Leanne Pico will help you develop your storytelling skills to be a more effective leader, build a more powerful brand, or create a team of storytelling powerhouses. You can email Leanne at leanne at verygoodstories.com or check out her website at verygoodstories.com. Contact Leanne today to grow your storytelling superpower. Great leaders today have certain capabilities that set them apart. These leaders have discovered transformational leadership. Now you can discover the same ideas, insights, and programs that have led them to success. Inside Transformational Leadership, hosted by Kate Ebner, is produced by Georgetown University's Institute for Transformational Leadership. We'll explore these stories and concepts every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. For women, the pressure to achieve is stronger, the work hours longer, and the struggle for respect and authority more complex than ever. You want guidance on how to succeed, and you are not alone. You're invited to take your coffee break with Game Changers on Tuesdays at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern for our special series, Game Changing Women. Powerful women leaders will help you make sense of it all, analyze how you can change the game, and share their playbooks. Game-Changing Women, presented by SAP on the Business Channel. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Story Powered with Leanne Pico. If you want to find out more about Leanne or the program, connect with us on the web at verygoodstories.com. Now, Back to Story Powered. Hey there, welcome back. I'm Liam Pico, your host. I'm chatting today with Kate Hanley, Ms. Mind Body, and author of the Anywhere, Anytime Chill Guide and the upcoming book, A Year of Daily Calm. Both of those are available on Amazon. Um, a Year of Daily Calm is coming out on December 29th, but you can pre-order because it's a darn good Christmas gift, everybody, or for Hanukkah or whatever holidays you're celebrating. Everybody could use some calm in their lives. Um, before the break, Kate and I were talking about um, her story, and I really appreciated her sharing it because, um, as I was saying to Kate in the break, often I don't know about you guys, but <laughs> whenever I, um, you know, often when I hear folks talking about healthy living and and uh, mindfulness, often I, I aspire, but get caught up in my my own story of um, don't have time for to meditate and things like that, and and so it's very valuable for us to kind of dig into that story and um, get in behind it. So, Kate, I'm wondering, what exactly is our busy story, and how does it affect us in our health, our relationships, and the work we're doing? Just wondering, what what exactly are we telling ourselves? Right. Well, here's what I see uh, as the kind of secret motivations behind why everybody, you know, why busy is the new fine. You know, people ask you how you're doing, and you're like, oh, I'm busy. (laughs) So So true. Um, there's a few pieces at play there. And I think, so it's a little bit of pumping ourselves up. You know, we're trying to feel good about ourselves. It's kind of like, look at how much I got done today. How much was on my list and how much I got checked off. You know, I think it's out of a sincere desire to be 
productive and of value and of service, you know, it's not necessarily coming from a bad place all the time. It is, you know, kind of trying to derive some satisfaction out of our lives. But the problem is that there's always more to do, right? (laughs) It's not like... I, I think we all have this idea that if we could just have this really amazing day, we would somehow get everything done and then we would be able to rest, which <laughs> is, is a fallacy. I mean, it's, just, it's a fallacy. It's an, it's an illusion. It's like a mirage, the, the water that you see in the road, you know, constantly 50 yards ahead of you. And then when you get there, the road is bone dry. Yeah. Um, or it's retirement, then, right? Like, or, yeah, or right. we're 70, hopefully right. healthy. Enough to enjoy it. Yeah. Right, right. And the thing is, is, you know, but we just don't get to say that we make it to retirement. Right. Or that we're healthy when we're 70. I mean, there's just, yeah. that puts a lot of trust in something that we, we just don't have any say in. Um, and kind of takes our focus off of what we have available to us right now, which is often very good and very rich, but not if you're busy telling yourself that you're too busy. <laughs> right. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. So that's the other, that's another piece of it, right? Is it's a little bit letting ourselves off the hook. Um, it's definitely scary to do things differently, like maybe get out and take the walk so that you are healthy when you're 70 or um, maybe delegate some things you know, or just think about your project differently and see if there's a way that you could do it a little more efficiently or enroll somebody else's help. But it's, if you're so busy that you just don't have time to think about how you could do things differently or, or psych yourself up to do them differently, then you never have to do those different things. So a little bit by saying I'm so busy is kind of like saying I'm just, I'm cool the way I am, the way everything is. I'm not going to really like try anything different right now. Right? So it's a little bit right. like letting ourselves off the hook, which makes perfect sense. I mean, change is scary. We are creatures of habit. And, yeah. I, you know, there, there's no mandate that you have to be going out and trying to improve every day of your life. But there are probably some things that are kind of calling to your heart that maybe you're not getting to and you're not kind of, it would be daunting to sort of start to unspool that stuff. But if you're so busy, then you don't ever really have to. It's very true. Now, can I just ask, though, because one thing that I, you just struck me as you were talking about that, it used to be, and I'm not saying this in an old-fashioned life was better kind of way, but I do remember a time when we would say we were busy and that we would actively work towards being less busy. Um, mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> like there, it's kind of reversed now. Like we're kind of like, oh, I'm really busy and I'm just going to keep on being busy. Like I'm, let me just right. take on more stuff and more stuff. And I'm just wondering like, what, what is that mindset shift that has taken us away from kind of saying, yeah, I'm too busy to, you know, spend time with my kids or go for a walk or, and we at least mm. had the intention of changing it. And I feel like we're, we've lost that a little bit. And is it the keeping up with the Joneses stuff? Or is there something more fundamental, do you think? Like, like you say, are we avoiding life, do you think? Right. I think that we are. I mean, I think, you know, clearly we're information overload. So not only in terms of being aware of perhaps our own problems or challenges in our own life, but you know, in the world at large, my gosh, I read the New York Times yesterday and I just, you know, now, yeah. now I'm like, what yeah. can I do about the refugee crisis? It's happening in Mexico too. <laughs> you know, yes, it's, um, there's so much. I do think, I do think that, that, that we can get 
you said, is sort of a defense mechanism against kind of the input that we're getting from around the world about things that could use our attention, but feel like, oh, well, I can't do that because I have 200 inbo- you know, new emails in my inbox and I've got to take care of those first. And then there's also the social media aspect, which is where we're seeing, you know, the edited accomplishments and (laughs) things that other people are doing. And so I do think that it is, you mentioned keeping up with the Joneses. I mean, I think that that is intensified because we didn't always necessarily know what everybody else was up to unless we had a conversation with them. Like, unless we had the time to have a conversation with them or write them a letter. Now you can just go on. And, you know, get information from 50 friends about what they've done in the last 24 hours and sort of feel like, oh, yeah, I better go do something. <laughs> yeah, it, it, so, that is funny, actually, when we think about it, because it used to be like you, you'd go to their house for cocktails and the keeping up with the Joneses was you'd see the stuff they had. And you'd want it, too, whereas we don't even go mm-hmm. over there anymore because we just don't have time. So, <laughs> right, right. So right. you make a good point. Like it's and the whole Facebook perfect life thing. And, and again, you see it all over about you know, the the one theme that is there is that I'm just so busy. Um, it, mm-hmm. it plays over and over on Facebook, that's for sure. Right. And, you know, there's a, there's a bit of a sad element to it, too, which is something that I noticed in my own life. You know, we all kind of have these ways that we act and we don't fully understand why until we decide to take a look at them. But there's a piece of saying I'm so busy is that on some level – you want to look at, are you trying to enroll people into feeling sorry for you or to, mm. or, to, mm-hmm. or getting other people to let you off the hook? Like, oh, how could you possibly have done that thing that you're telling me you want to do because you've been so busy? Oh, it's okay. Yeah. Which is not necessarily a bad thing, right? You're looking for support and sympathy, and, I, and I'm, I'm all for support and sympathy. But it does become kind of like, oh, look at how much I have on my plate. Aren't you glad you're not me? You know, there's a little bit of... Yes. Com- competition to it and again you know I noticed this in my own thinking and I think that we all do it at some point but it really just keeps you from not seeing how good your life actually is going I mean you have to remember that we are doing better than the vast majority of people in the world but we feel bad for ourselves because we have to get in our car and drive to the grocery store and spend the money that we have plenty of to buy food as much as we've and prepare it exactly how we want. Yeah, You know, like it's a little bit uh, um, not seeing good. That's hard. No, that's right. Well, and the other thing is, and and I've recently in the last year been um, really tackling this for myself too, and uh, less so in the last couple of weeks, been less successful at it. But before (laughs) that, I was really tackling this whole thing about how productive are we if we're busy all the time? And so, mm-hmm. you know, I um, when I started my business, I was very, very busy for the first year and working all the time. And then I went, wait a minute. I talk about having freedom and I talk about having more time mm-hmm. with my kid and I talk about all these reasons I've become an entrepreneur. And then I go and defeat the very purpose by working continually. So I actively made a shift in that and then realized that I just became more productive as I stopped telling myself the busy story. Doesn't, you know, it still comes, it still comes. But I'm wondering about like our work, whether we have a job or whether we're an entrepreneur or stay-at-home parent, it must, it's not, it, it, so we talk about a little bit about our health. It also gets in the way of relationships, but also our work. And so we use our work mm-hmm. to kind of say, oh, well, this is why I'm so busy because I have all this work to do. 
But I'm wondering mm-hmm. how that busy story gets in the way of actually doing a good job of, of the thing that we're, we're supposed to be working at. Right. Well, it's true because it's very easy to use that busy story to kind of keep you off the bigger picture things that are really more important, maybe a little more speculative and, you know, they're not urgent. They might not be paid to an immediate payday, like you're launching your story community. And I love that you, you know, you you were just like, okay, I haven't been as great about this in the last few weeks. I think it's important to point out that sometimes being busy is a really good thing. (laughs) I mean, mean, you're going after something that's meaningful to you and that's requiring you to stretch and you may not in those moments, you know, have time to go to your, yep. your typical two yoga classes a week or something. And you might have to get by with just like a down dog in the morning and, but yes. it's kind yeah. of finite because there's a launch date and it's also important to you personally and to your business, and to the world at large. Like it's helpful to get away from the busy story then so that you can choose when it's something that serves you. Um, are you busy? Thank you. Yeah, that's a really in good point because well, and it, and I did. I threw. I, it was fun. I was throwing myself into it. I had a deadline, mm-hmm. and I was and and I had an end date. And again, you know, the next day I woke up and went, "Oh my god, I'm so busy because I have all these other things I have to do now." Mm-hmm. Right, right. <laughs> but but it's true. I think that you raise a good point, which is um, if it's finite, and if it's enjoyable. Mm-hmm. See, I didn't go around saying I'm really busy, though, either. Like, that was different right. to me because I, I didn't feel busy. I was, right. I was um, well, frankly, I was obsessed, but um, <laughs> I was in what we call flow. <laughs> right, right. Well, we call it creative flow. I think that could speak to the point where if you were going to say you were busy, then you would sort of be trying to say to people like, oh, my gosh, I just am dealing with so much, you know, when, you know, a little bit of that trying to enroll people and feeling sorry for you and kind of letting you off the hook type of thing. But you didn't want that because you were actually going after something that you were very excited about. And so, as you said, you were obsessed. So it's not always bad. Nothing is always bad. Um, But, you know, just kind of tying it back to this idea about work, if you, if, if I'm so busy, it's just kind of your go-to right? It's, it's probably going to keep you smaller on some level. And again, there is no right or wrong, good or bad. I mean, maybe what, maybe your current reality at work is exactly what fits your life and enables you to spend time with your kids and whatnot. But, you know, a lot of times there are things that excite us and that have a lot of potential, but do require a lot of work. And if we're going to say, oh, we're too busy, how could I possibly do that? Then you're not even going to really fully, truly contemplate it or begin it or give yourself the opportunity to get some feedback around it and see if it is something that you really want to do. So you kind of, you keep yourself in this kind of hypothetical realm where you're just really dealing with what's on your plate for that day and maybe for tomorrow and, you know, at most like two weeks out, but not as much on the things that are like this time next year, where do I want to be five years from now? What do I want to have done this year that's going to get me to where I am in five years type of thing? So. Yeah, you're totally right. And I just, you know, I love that you've just said that. And it's, it's, and that we're calling it, right? Because, mm-hmm. you know, when you talk with your story, that moment on the yoga mat where you could hear your body and yourself think and your, and your kind of your true want to be a writer. Mm-hmm. Um, you're right. I think that people, we, we get scared. And that if we right. stop, we don't know what's going to happen. So it's right. partly to let ourselves off the hook, but I think it's also fear. Like, what if I'm really busy working 80 hours for this company 
and I don't even like what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Oh, or I'm doing 80 hours for my business that I've, you know, created from scratch and I don't even like it anymore. Like, what if we right. stop and find that stuff out? That's frightening. It is frightening. I, but you have to consider that it's also frightening to continue to do something that you don't love for 80 hours yeah. a week and never yeah. like give yourself the opportunity to make a, you know, a, an exit or a, a move or switch things up. But yeah, no, I get it. No, change is scary. Absolutely. Yeah. We're creatures of habit. Yeah. But you're right. And that's why I mentioned retirement. And I kind of do it tongue in cheek because we see a lot of people and we're quite conditioned for this to just keep working, mm-hmm. just keep going, keep being busy, keep being busy until retirement. Then you can rest. Then mm-hmm. you can do mm-hmm. have the life that you want. And I just frankly, I just think it's a con <laughs> because, right. you know, too. waiting until all that time, like a lot of people I see that have worked those crazy hours, either they don't make it to 65 or 70 mm-hmm. um, or they're very unhealthy because they've been so stressed for, for all the years that they've they've worked. And so there's no enjoyment. And then they go from one extreme of 80 hours to no hours. And then they're unhealthy in retirement. So you're right. We yeah. need to stop and consider and be quiet and contemplate. Yes. And just be receptive. Do you know? It's not even like you have to get quiet so that you can figure things out. You have to get no. quiet so that you can hear what you already know. Oh, I love that. And, and maybe even just get quiet for the sake of having, like you in your new book, having some calm. Yeah. Yes, because what we focus on grows, right? So if you can get quiet enough to sort of see what's going right in this moment or what feels good in this moment or what you're happy about in this moment, then you're, that's what your awareness is going to rest upon. And that is what you're going to put more energy into. And that's what you're going to get more of. I mean, yeah. it's kind of like when you were a teenager and you had a pimple on your nose. Like you would just stare at it and stare <laughs> at it. It would never go away. You would pick it at grew. it and it worked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So it's kind of what we do when we we think yeah. that we're kind of avoiding thinking, but what we're just choosing to do is think about things that, you know, are on fire and yeah. are stressful. Yeah. And so we create more of that in our lives, or at least a perception of it. But often the reality follows perception. So true. And again, like you say, it's 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 basically what we focus on, we get more of. And and so there's a lot of talk about the power of now. And, you know, we have Eckhart Tolle and a, a number of others mm-hmm. who are talking about the now moment. But part of the reason for that is is about calming our bodies down, calming our minds down. And, and like you say, what we already know comes to us. So um, if we're trying so hard to figure things out, um, it, it, it gets to it's hard work then. Um, whereas like you say, taking, and I just want to just, um, need to take a break, but I just wanted to remind everybody of your story of when you were nursing and taking Mm -hmm. your breaths and really just taking like the simplest things enable us to go back there. So now we're going to take a little wee break and we're going to come back and, um, I'm going to talk to Kate some more about some of those tactics. Cause I I just wanted to mention that one because it, it really resonates with me where you can be doing something and still do something else that calms the mind. So we're going to get some more tips and tricks and strategies from Kate after the break. But remember, you can actually get Kate's books on Amazon. So you can pre-order A Year of Daily Calm. And you can also get the Anywhere, Anytime Chill Guide. And then also, I really recommend you check out uh, Kate's website because it has lots of great resources and, and some information there. So it's MsMindBody.com. 
So we'll be back in just a second. We'll be talking about the how to uh, dig into your busy story and, and create a healthier life. We'll see you in a sec. America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Activate and grow your storytelling superpower with Leanne Pico of Very Good Stories. Stories inspire, stories engage, and stories move people to action. It's pretty powerful stuff. Story coach Leanne Pico will help you develop your storytelling skills to be a more effective leader, build a more powerful brand, or create a team of storytelling powerhouses. You can email Leanne at leanne at verygoodstories.com or check out her website at verygoodstories.com. Contact Leanne today to grow your storytelling superpower. What makes great leaders? Results? A lasting legacy? Is it making a difference in your life or maybe the lives of others? I lead the Leadership Connection with host Dr. Linda Sharkey will bring you the practical tips and tools to make you an extraordinary leader and by doing so, build a better, more successful and more profitable organization. Our show is all about you, the leader that you can be and the culture that you can create. Tune in to I Lead, The Leadership Connection, live every Thursday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Business Channel. Bob Pritchard has over 30 years of experience as a straight-talking business consultant and author working with some of the top Fortune 500 companies. Now he's come to the Voice America Business Channel to help you and your business. Tune in to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show for information about starting and successfully running a profitable business. From the movers and shakers to great marketing screw-ups, you can't afford to miss a single edition of the Bob Pritchard Radio Show, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio, Voice America Business Network. Listening to Story Powered with Leanne Pico. If you want to find out more about Leanne or the program, connect with us on the web at verygoodstories.com. Now, back to Story Powered. Hello there, welcome back. I'm Leanne Pico, your host, and today I am chatting with Kate Hanley, Ms. Mind Body, and the author of the Anywhere, Anytime Chill Guide. Um, before the break, we were talking quite a bit about um, you know our busy story and how it serves us. And um, it's it's not easy to hear um, when we start thinking about why we might be telling our busy story. And sometimes it's avoidance. Sometimes it's, um, you know, fear. Sometimes it's over being overwhelmed. Um, so it's not a judgment. It's more because we're all, you know, like I say, I'm in it right now. So I'm enjoying this show quite a lot. Um, and also it's a little bit of a reminder to me to kind of step down and kind of stop talking about being so busy and actually get stuff done. Um, so, but one of the things I wanted to, to ask you, Kate, is um, so we can say all of that, but why is it important? Like, what is it for us that we would gain if we move away from the busy story? Why is it important for us to shift that? Well, the, the big problem that I see with the busy story is that we, when we're 
telling people, when we're telling ourselves that we can't do the things that we're interested in or they're offering to us or what have you, that we can't do it because we're busy, we're actually forgetting that we have a choice in what we do. You know, you, you it's like, it's almost like we're the victim. Like, oh, I couldn't possibly do that. I am way too busy. You know, like... Like, you couldn't make it happen if you wanted it to. If you wanted to do it, you you could. You know, if our, if our, if my kid, my son came downstairs right now and he had just fallen and, like, had a gaping head wound, <laughs> I could say, Leanne, I've got to go. I am so sorry. And I could hang up this phone and take him to the emergency room and be there for the next six hours. There would be no, like, mystical force saying, no, I'm sorry, you're too busy. <laughs> Absolutely. There's not time available And funnily you. enough, I'd be able to cope. Like, I'd figure <laughs> right. it out, right? It would be okay. It, it would, would totally all be, be okay. okay. It would totally, yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, if you're feeling like, oh, you're just overwhelmed, like, remember that on some level, it may not feel like a conscious choice, and it may not be a conscious choice, but on some level, it is a choice. It's a habit, right, that you've learned somewhere for some very good reasons, and that means that it's also possible to choose something else. And when you kind of start to look at your busy story, observe it, observe when you tell yourself that and other people that and how it makes you feel and what it does in terms of what becomes possible for you, is that you can start to move away from this, oh, I'm a victim to how many things I have to do, to I am the decider. I am the person who creates what is on my plate, right? And that is such a huge shift it just it just really changes your whole being the whole way that you show up and the whole things everything that you notice and what gets presented to you and what you get excited about it just shifts when you can kind of you know fundamentally move from oh life is happening to me to I am the creator of my life it just it shows up everywhere in all the places that we're talking about to work health relationships also within your own mind and just what's possible for you. So, Oh, that's me, great. That's now, well, you don't have to be Richard Branson or Oprah Winfrey, like own an island or a, you know, like, <laughs> right. uh, see, that's, that seems to be the thing is, is that you have to be like this dot com billionaire type to, and sell your business. And then you can do that. What you're saying is that no matter what your working life, no matter what your, your um, existence, we can actually take some ownership and become the creators. Yes, Absolutely. Absolutely. And I have some ways that, you know, some really practical ways. So I know that that's kind of like the big uh, picture bird's eye view slash woo woo perspective. Right. But I'd love I have some brass tacks for us. That would be great because, you know, um, I don't know about anybody else, but my reaction sometimes when I'm in my busy story is, um, oh, oh, yeah, I've just told you I'm really busy, but now you're going to give me some more to do. Excellent. Oh, right. I'm, I'm sure that will make me feel great. <laughs> and let me buy another book on. <laughs> but what I love about your approach is you're talking about incorporating. And and so tell right. it, give us some of those those tactics and those strategies that, that, that you use and that you've been able to share with your audience. Okay, great. Um, well, this one is very simple. This is just giving you some different words to say instead of, oh, I'm so busy. So, <laughs> and those words to say instead of, oh, I'm so busy are, oh, that's not a priority for me right now. Um, oh. it's, you know, it's a very subtle shift. It's something that doesn't take any extra time out of your day, but it's more, it's truer. 
right? Because we could, like I said, you know, I could decide to hang up the phone right now and go take my son to the emergency room. You know, he's not here. He's at school. He's fine. But, um, you know, we do all have a choice about what we spend our time on, even if it may not feel that way, like, oh, well, my boss told me I had to work on this project, so I don't have any choice in that. But, I mean, you do, on some level, you choose to keep that job and go to that job and want to do a good job. You know, this kind of helps remind you that you are always making some level of choice about what you spend your time on. And so if you're going to say no to something, just don't say you're busy. Say, that's not my priority right now. And notice how that feels different. And I love what that. happens differently because you say it. It feels more honest. Right? And actually, yeah. maybe we could even say it aloud to other people. Woo, sure. wouldn't that be awesome? <laughs> yeah. I love it. I love it. That does feel more honest. It's like, you know what? That, that, and we do. We make choices about our time all the time. All the time. Yeah. And you may not realize that they're choices, um, but it will remind you that you can make a choice. And then while you are reminding yourself that you can make a choice, you can look for the opportunity. So either, you know, say you have 15 minutes before your next call, you can make a choice. Like, do you want to create a distraction for yourself? You might. You might just want to go into Facebook and spend some mindless time, like, chat, you know, ranting about something or what have you. That's absolutely, like, an okay choice. But if something there's something that you really want to be doing more of, whether that's exercising or spending time with friends. Like you could also get out a note card that you keep in your, like I just moved all my note cards to my desk so that I can do this because I just miss letter writing. And I think it's a really important way for us to connect to people. You could spend that 15 minutes just being like, I have 15 minutes before a meeting and I'm just thinking about you. Remember that time we went to lunch and the pigeon pooped on the table or whatever. Like it doesn't. Yeah, <laughs> like it yeah it's true something really simple or you could go for a walk for 15 minutes like it doesn't conditions don't have to be perfect for you to do the things that you want to do you can start to find the opportunities that already exist for you to do them and just start doing them and like I said what we focus on grows you'll find that you're really though even those few small minutes really nurture those parts of your life that are aching for more attention I, I, that's so great and just even that the contrast and again I, I love Facebook so it's not about we're not bashing Facebook but for me the contrast between sitting for 15 minutes and and passively observing what people are doing in their lives versus writing an active note to someone you care about right I mean, that I, yeah. I just the the contrast of that really strikes me like that's yeah. living we're, we're actually right. part of our lives rather than observing it. Right. Yes, you're participating. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're talking about, right? That's the shift between, like, victim and creator. Like, and the creator is more participating and, like, reaching out and trying to nourish those connections than simply, like, seeing if that friend posted anything on Facebook recently. Yeah. Yeah. Because we think we know about our friends because we saw what they did last week at on Facebook and often right. don't even bother to <laughs> right. connect with them anymore. So what about right. also in terms of like for ourselves, in terms of our health and our bodies? Mm-hmm. So when we're busy, we get that, that, you know, I get it in my neck. Some people get it in the back of their, um, you know, in their back or um, right. what, or they might get a migraine. Like what kinds of things can we do? What techniques can we use to kind of calm our bodies down in order to get to a place where we can, um, have that moment of calm physically. Right. Well, you know, you can do a mind-body practice 
the definition of a mind-body practice is anything that you are doing with your body that your mind is paying attention to. And that could literally be anything. I mean, Einstein said that he did his best thinking while he was shaving. Mm-hmm. If you're having these stress-related symptoms showing up in your life, it's not that you need to figure out how to clear nine hours in your schedule for your acupuncture mm-hmm session and your two yoga classes and your 20 minutes of meditation a day, although all those things are lovely. And if you want to do them, if that's a priority for you, man, do I support you. I think the dividends are going to be huge, but you don't even have to do that necessarily. You can decide to wash the dishes very mindfully, like literally don't try and rush through them so that they're done. Don't do them and hate your husband because he hasn't do them. Just do them (laughs) because they're there and they need doing Mm -hmm. and really allow yourself to like absorb the physical sensations, the senses are a great way to, a great thing to focus on. It's like giving a puppy a chew toy if you're really focusing on how the water feels and the bubbles popping, how that sounds and the clunk, clunk, clunk of the dishes in the bottom of the sink. You will get into a meditative state. Like it's, There's no rule that says you have to be sitting on a cushion in a quiet room in order to be able to meditate. And I guarantee you, that you will have, first of all, you will just physically, physiologically relax, right? Your stress level will come down. And you will also have some insight, some thought about something that's going to connect some dot in your mind, that's going to help you know what to do, what's important when you're done doing that thing. I guarantee it. And I promise you that when you go take care of that thing, that thing that's important that you heard when you were quiet, even if your quiet came when you were washing the dishes. Because here's a tip for people with families. Nobody wants to talk to you while you're doing the dishes. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> true. They cook- vacate. It's very true. Yeah, totally. <laughs> if you're cooking dinner, it's like, mommy, mommy, mommy. But if you're doing the dishes, it's like, see ya. Um, <laughs> if you go do that stuff, it is so relaxing because then you don't have to feel bad for not taking care of those important things, right? Because yeah. at some level, you know that you're not taking care of those important things and that doesn't feel good and that can like kind of send you on this goose chase of doing stuff to keep you from doing it. Does that make sense? It's like, true. Go on Very much so. Or, I do it all the time. Yeah. I do it all the time. Yeah. I spend more time thinking about the fact that I haven't done something. Right. Than if I had just done it and and gotten the clarity of mind from just having either done that and it might be a walk or whatever it is thinking you know when when I sit all day I'm kind of thinking oh I need to go for a walk or I should go for a walk or I I need to you know and then all of a sudden it's five o'clock and I haven't done that so then I'm kind of thinking well I wish right. I'd gone for a walk I should have gone for a walk <laughs> right. and again and you could my goodness what a waste of time I know it. And you could, you know what, you could go on the walk and make the phone call to the friend I, exactly. or to the person that you've been meaning to call back. Like that totally exactly. counts. I feel like yeah. we have got it in our heads that we need to keep things very compartmentalized and separate from each other, like family time from work time from friend time. And there are ways to just melt those walls and it frees up so much energy. And then you get to get so much more done. Like if you need to go run errands, like I'll take the kids and we'll walk to the drugstore and I'll pick up something and then we get family time and we get exercise time and I get errand time and I may have to bribe them. I may have to promise that they can buy gum yeah, <laughs> or yeah. something that they like. Worth but it. who cares? Like we get it done. So it's true. Look for those it's true. My friend and I, I, I now I, when I, I'm talking to people, co- colleagues or friends, I, I, I do, I kind of say, okay, we're just to let you know, we're having a walking meeting. <laughs> 
I am walking uh-huh. while I'm talking to you. So those are great strategies, Kate. And I and I love how you you kind of incorporate them into everyday life so that they just don't feel as overwhelming. So um so you know I just so appreciate you coming here today and and talking to us about what I think is really a pervasive and and um you know. <laughs> Uh, unhealthy side of our lives, which is our busy story. So thank you so much for being here and talking us through it. Thanks so much for having me and giving me a forum to talk about this stuff. I really appreciate it. You're doing a great service for folks. Well, thank you. And I I know that this will resonate with a lot of people. So um, now don't forget to check out Kate's books, um, The Anywhere, Anytime Chill Guide, and also her upcoming book, A Year of Daily Calm, which is available on Amazon for pre-order. And Kate's website is at www.mismindbody.com. Some other great tips there. Um, So thank you to Kate. and, And again, thank you to you know, everybody for um, listening, because I think that sometimes we like to think about stories as being the thing that's out there when in fact, the stuff that's inside is is impeding us on telling our, our best stories. So next week, we'll be chatting with Dr. Manny St. Victor. He's the chief medical officer at Concordas Healthcare and founder of Break the Cage, a business helping doctors to break into entrepreneurship. We will be talking about storytelling and consciousness. So we'll be moving this conversation forward Um, and in order to tell great stories we need to be awake to our own so it's going to be a fun one and don't forget to come and hang out with me in the Story Powered Institute storypowered.institute you can join for free or you can get all the good stuff that we have for a, a low monthly rate I would just like to see you there come hang out with me So Story Powered is on every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Thanks so much for joining me, Leanne Pico, and Story Powered. I will see you next week with more story. Thank you for joining us this week for Story Powered. Leanne Pico invites you to tune in for another engaging program next Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We'll help take your story and your business to the next level.